All right, turn that off. Shut up, kid. Just shut up. Okay. You, you enjoy that? Enjoy the Dr. Fauci song? No, I just, I, I kind of at the beginning of this talked about just how this was a mask issue. Um, and that is true. It is a mask issue. But this is also, you know, much broader, just a COVID issue. And this, I mean, this is so unbelievable. The secondhand, I watched that video through about three or four times. I was feeling like a, a bit of a masochist today. So I watched it a couple times. And it is unbelievable. I mean, this, this is somebody's son. This poor child is somebody's son. And nobody was there to stop him. To pull him aside and tell him this was not okay. Nobody was there. This is what neglect and abuse looks like. And I am afraid for this child. You know, because may maybe he goes to a school that is still shut down. But if he doesn't, I mean, he's going to have to go back into the classroom. And the abuse that he will endure is going to be on a holy level. So I, I, I honestly feel for this, this poor child. Clearly, he has had a rough upbringing, and he needs help. And this is an outcry for help. And we can laugh, and I, I, I did laugh. I'm still kind of laughing. But this, you know, he needs help. And this is, like I said, not the only one. There's, there's more of these. There are more. Like, there was one, there was a version of the, the Barbie song. You know, I'm a, a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, or however the lyrics go. There's a... One of that, the lyrics are like, I'm a Pfizer girl in a COVID world. So that's humiliating, all right? So that's the second one. We have another one, another Fauci song. Um, it says the, it's the G. Anthony Fauci, the Randy Rainbow song parody by Randy Rainbow on Twitter. And some, I'll just, you know, read some of the lyrics here. It says, what a guy, what a guy, what a lovely guy, like he only wants us not to die. G. Anthony Fauci. Uh, I don't know if I can remain in this culture and continue to be sane. And I, I don't have, I mean, I'm not fully there to begin with, if I'm honest with you. Um, clearly, you know, I'm doing this podcast. So... These people need help. I think we all need help. Um, you know, I've complained for a long time about people wearing masks in their car when they're alone, but this has gotten worse. It's going to continue to get worse. This is very sad. So, um, I hope I hope you were able to make it through this podcast episode without having your ears bleed. Um... I should have added to the, you know, the, the copyright disclaimer a little bit ago. I'm not responsible if you are now deaf. Um, so, you know, I know you can't hear me, but I'm not responsible. You know, you, you chose to listen to that song, you know, that's kind of your fault. Um, so hopefully you'll still be, you're still here. Um, and we'll still be here on Thursday when I do another one. Um, but until then, um, I'll be logging off. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. See you, see you then.
Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, yes, promise us please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, don't forget me. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're back after a week. I had a busy week last week. I was at a wedding. Um, so I wasn't able to do any podcasting. I was a very, very busy, but we're back. We have some things to talk about um, in the culture. Uh, most of the stuff that I'm probably going to be talking about happened, you know, a week and a half ago or so. Week, week and a half ago, because that was, you know, was, I had a whole bunch of stuff planned for last Monday, a week from a week ago from today, but I didn't get to it on Monday or Thursday, which is are usually my recording days. So now we're we're back. Uh, first, um, our culture continues. With the left at the the helm, the left driving the train, conducting the train, our culture delves further and further into racism and regresses back seemingly decades every single week um, with the racial segregation and other racial problems that we're having now. Um, it's At this point, it's gone from the soft bigotry of low expectations, if you have, if you ever heard that phrase before um now that's that's out the window in my opinion now it's the soft bigotry of absolutely no expectations whatsoever i'll give an example of this recently in virginia some school districts are now canceling um higher math classes in many cases um until 11th grade students can now not take advanced math classes so if you're no middle schooler or ninth grade or tenth grade in Virginia in some of these schools, you cannot take higher math. Why why would they do this? Isn't you know, the only one or students to succeed, to take advanced classes, to learn more things if they have the, you know, ability to do so. You know, I remember when I was, you know, in middle middle school or early high school, I took some advanced math classes. I don't I don't see why that's a problem. Well, that's because I am apparently, supposedly, probably a white supremacist or a Nazi or a racist of some sort, somehow. Um, because these higher math classes, well, they're not very equitable, are they? Okay, because apparently black people, according to the, you know, the logic here is, and, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to put it in my words, obviously. I'm not, you know, reading from somebody that's, you know, explaining it. But the logic here is basically, we think white people, white students, are going to be able to take these higher math classes for the most part, while black people, black students, might not be enrolled in these higher math classes quite as often. That's the argument. So, we're just going to get rid of these higher math classes up until 11th grade, and I'm sure, you know, the next couple of years, if that long, um, 11th grade and 12th grade students will not be able to take higher math classes either. 
So then we'll, we'll bring you know, those students back as well. So we'll just have everybody take the same math class. And if you're a gifted child or you're good at math, then, well, too bad. You know, you'll have to wait till college to start taking advanced math classes, even if that's allowed at that point. Um, so this is supposed to... I've talked several times about the difference between uh, equality and equity. One is a great thing to have. Equality is a great thing to have, you know... That's, you know, giving every student, regardless of their race or gender, you know, since there are, if there are only two genders, I'll just slip that in there, giving all students, regardless of their demographics, the ability to take higher math classes from, you know, when, whenever they're available. Middle school, I think, is when they start to crop up, up through high school. That's equality. Equity, on the other hand is taking a crowbar to the knees of white students' academic um, potential and even some black students' academic potential because if you're a gifted black student in math, now you can't take these classes either. So you're, the stu school districts are just kneecapping these, these gifted students so they can't take these higher math classes because we have to make the students that aren't gifted in math feel a little bit better about, you know, taking math classes that, you know, aren't at a higher level, at an AP level that the some other students, some of their peers are taking. That's the logic here. And so going back to what I said earlier about, you know, low expectations, the soft bigotry of low expectations where, you know, this almost always it's leftists, but, you know, you'll, you'll see some, like, some you know, rhino Republicans saying stuff like, oh, we need to lower the expectations, lower the bar so black people can get over. Um, that is obviously racist. I, I don't think I need to justify or explain that. I mean, obviously. So it's the soft bigotry of expectations now. It's just no expectations. And, you know, there are many examples of this. This is just, you know, the latest one to come out. But they've heard over and over and over again about in many facets of society where people are saying, oh, well, we got to lower the expectations because, you know, the black people are, we, we, we don't expect the black people to do as well. Um, another a very, very obvious example of this is affirmative action. You know, we don't, we don't think black people will be able to get um, in the same jobs. You know, they're not, we don't think they're qualified enough, so we'll require businesses to hire them. Um, and it, the funny thing about this is it doesn't help anybody at all. It doesn't. You know, the, the students that are taking the lower level of math classes that these uh, ideas are supposed to help, they're still going to be taking the same math classes. The exact same ones. They're going to be taking the exact same math classes. They're going to have the exact same future regardless of these policies. Right, the only people that it actually affects are all the people that you are eliminating from taking advanced math classes. So if some student, you know, is smart enough to take, I don't know, Algebra 2 or something in 8th grade, or ninth grade, or, you know, whenever, um, but now you're saying he can't because, you know, that, that would be unfair, you're only hurting him, regardless of his race. He could be Asian. He's not necessarily white. He could be Asian. He could very well be Asian, he could be black, he could be Mexican. 
You could be Latinx, Latinx, to use that stupid term. So you're just, you're just hurting people, regardless of race, that are more gifted in these areas. That's all this is doing. And it's very unfortunate. Um, so these are, these are about to... These aren't happening right now. The changes are due to happen in 2025 to 2026. So, um, but this is just another, another reason why... Uh, I kind of doubt many parents listen to this podcast, but if you are a parent listening to this podcast and your child is in public school, especially in Virginia, but in public school in general, I would try to find a way around that. Public schools have never really been very good, in my opinion, but they're just getting really, really bad now, to be honest with you. So it's worth taking a look at. Um... But this is not the same thing for all facets of society. It's in many, but not all. Um, while students must be unreasonably similar and you know held to the same exact standard regardless of how smart they are, how gifted they are, um, that's you know one of the one of the places where that is you know we're forcing students you know regardless of their race to be the same. Meanwhile, at other places it's a little bit different. At the George Floyd Square Memorial because that apparently now has to exist for some reason. Um, we have special rules for white people there at the George Floyd Square um, that dare to step onto these sacred grounds as a white person. That's, you know, probably pretty dangerous. You might get struck with lightning um, if you do that. So I'm going to read these rules for white people, because you know we do have now special rules for white people in certain public places. Um... And this says, for, um, this is all a quote. I'm not adding anything here. This is a direct quote that you can find at this, um, this memorial square for George Floyd. It says, For white people in particular, decenter yourself and come to listen, learn, mourn, and witness. Remember, you are here to support, not to be supported. Be mindful of whether your volume, pace, and movements are supporting or undermining your efforts to decenter yourself. Seek to contribute the energy of this space rather than drain it. Bring your own processing to other white folks so that you will not harm BIPOC. I'm going to take a break from the quote here. BIPOC. Um, I don't know what the, the BI means, but, you know, people of color. Consider if you want or need to take photos. You know, quoting again. Consider if you want or need to take photos and post them. Do not take photos of other people without their consent. If you witness white folks doing problematic things, speak up with compassion to take burden off of black folks and our siblings of color whenever appropriate. Seek to engage rather than escalate so that it can be a learning moment rather than a disruption. All right. Um, where to begin? I'll just, I'll, I had a thought while reading that. I guess I'll start there. It says, you know, in the last little bullet point here, there's a couple bullet points that they list. Um, it says, if you witness white folks be doing problematic things. All right. Now, I've heard that being white alone is being problematic. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Coca-Cola had that Be Less White campaign um, that they were forcing on their employees to learn during their diversity training or their equity training or whatever it was called. I've heard just being white is problematic, so, you know, should we just ban white people? 
or should we, you know, make them, you know, change their skin color somehow, like paint it? Oh no, that's, oh that's racist too. Never mind, you can't do that. Uh, I don't know what you can do because if 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 being white is so bad, you can't do that. But then if you if you try to you know paint yourself black to you know get rid of your whiteness, then that's also blackface. That's racist too. I don't you know what is a a white straight demon to do? I don't know. Um, so I mean, just just the fact that these on a more serious note, these white special white rules exist is just incredible. I mean, can you imagine, like, let's say, let's let's take a place or an event that actually deserves a memorial, 9-11. And George Floyd, I mean, he unfortunately died, okay? He, um, you, you know, whatever opinion you have on the um, George Floyd death, I think it's highly skeptical, um, very much still up for debate whether or not he was actually killed. Um, but whatever your opinion is on him, I don't think we need a a memorial square for George Floyd. That's unnecessary, in my opinion. Something that does need, and there are memorials, is 9-11. All right. Can you imagine if you were at a, mem- a mo- memorial site for 9-11, you know, a museum or whatever, and you, you, you go there, you drive, you park your car... You get out, you're walking up, and that right out front is a sign. And the sign says, um, for Muslims, for Muslim people in particular. And then it gives all these, you know, four or five bullet points. You know, it tells Muslims to decenter themselves. It says to be mindful of their volume, pace, and movements are so supportive or not. Can you imagine? Just imagine that. Imagine if that just happened for one day. Just one day at one 9-11 memorial site, they put up a sign like that. The outrage would be historic. I mean, you would see that 9-11 memorial place burn to the ground. Absolutely. It would would be destroyed within an hour, probably. Um, So this... You know, get a little, you know, want to, you know, kind of transition here. But, I mean, this, you know, kind of war that the left has declared on white people. Um, it's just, it's really sad to see. You know, maybe I'm, I'm a white person, personally. But it seems like we can all just kind of get along, regardless of race. We don't have to, you know, attack or demonize any specific race. Seems like we could do that. Is that, is that too much to ask? Hopefully not, but, you know, maybe it is. Um, So, like I said, I wanted to transition here to uh, civil rights attorney Leo Terrell, and he was on Hannity, uh, Sean Hannity's show on Fox in a couple weeks ago. And he said, quote, that the extreme left has declared a war on white Americans and white police officers. And this was a response to the Micaiah Bryant shooting a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you saw the video of this, um, I think, 15, 16-year-old girl, um, you know, somewhere. She was a teenager, teenage girl, um, very troubled. Um, she, you know, the there's a couple different video angles shown, but um, the main one, you know, shows that the police officer shows up on the scene of the scene of the, you know, soon-to-be crime. You know, the police officer is called about, you know, someone wielding 
oh, knife. So he shows up, and, you know, within 10 seconds, probably, this girl is, you know, wielding a butcher's knife, trying to, you know, she has this other girl, um, you know, probably another teenage girl, up against a car, and is, you know, a half a second away from lodging that butcher's knife into this other girl's abdomen and probably killing her. Probably killing her. So, the police officer does what, you know, any any reasonable person does, you know, in that situation, um, and eliminates the threat, which was Micaiah Bryant. It's unfortunate that it happened, obviously, because, you know, death is always unfortunate, but, um, I mean, you know, she was in the process of probably just about to murder somebody. So, I think just... It was justified, to say the least. Um, so in response to that, you know, a whole whirlwind um, was created. And in that whirlwind, Leo Terrell, again, the civil rights, uh, a civil rights attorney, went on Hannity, said, you know, he's said that the Democrats are, the extreme left, I should say, is declaring war on white Americans and white police officers. I think this is true, obviously. And then he says that the Democrat leadership, and this is another direct quote, the Democrat leadership will not say a word because they're in bed with the extreme left. All right, so, uh, like I said, I think, I think you know, Terrell is right on point here. Um, I think he's correct. We've seen over the past, you know, especially a couple months, but over the years, recently it's kind of started building up this kind of, hatred really and disdain for police officers and more broadly white people not to say that all police officers are white people but you know according to the left you know the police officers are just you know some white supremacist function in society so you know basically the same thing right we've seen this over and over again we saw like i said the the coca-cola be less white campaign you've seen people talking about defunding or even abolishing the police as a, in, in general as a whole. Um, so you've seen this movement of saying, you know, white people are bad, being a police officer, also bad. And it's, it's, it's you know, I don't, there's nothing really to say. I mean, it's, it's so obviously and egregiously horrible to say that any, you know, one group of people based on their race is bad that that absolutely has never once in the entirety of human history led to something good not once and so you might be thinking to yourself well i mean come on chandler you're just you're just pulling some white supremacist guy some racist some white guy that you know he's probably like a kkk guy right this leo terrell that sounds like a a white supremacist name i've ever heard one well You'd be wrong, because Leo Terrell, I mean, we're not even, he's a black guy. Terrell is an African-American. He is as African-American as you can possibly get. Um, yeah, and he's saying this stuff. You know, we've, and this is a common theme where, and I, you know, I, I didn't, given I didn't, you know, look around for reactions specifically to Terrell's, what he said here. Um, but if... If I did, I'm sure I could find people saying, oh, he's a white supremacist and stuff. This happens all the time. You know, I remember, I can't remember who, which guy it was, but some, you know, conservative or, you know, at least 
conservative-leaning black talk show host, you know, was taking um, questions from callers, and some lady called him, called in, and called him a white supremacist, and the guy, the guy's black. Um, so, so this isn't. I don't think we should buy into the left's um, point that they're pushing that this is strictly a racial divide here, you know, where it's just. White people are on one side of this, black people on the other side of this, you know, the police are against all black people, black people all hate police, and white people and black people are never going to get along, and all white people are racist, and all this, all this stuff. I don't think we really need to buy into that, because there, you know, this isn't this political divide that we have in this country. This is a political divide, absolutely. It's not racial, it's political. They're trying to make it racial, but it's political. Um, there are plenty of black conservatives and plenty of white leftists. The problem is not black people. The problem is not white people. The problem is not police officers. It's not any racial demographic at all. The problem is this extreme radical leftism that is digging up old roots of racism in this country to divide the population. And this is at its core, a very, very Marxist ideology here. And you think, well, you know, Marxism was, you know, more kind of relied on division of the classes. And that is true. Um, But in America, we've never really had that much of a division between classes. And there's clearly a difference between someone like me and someone like Jeff Bezos um, or Bill Gates, obviously. But there's never really been this, you know, kind of um, hypothetical, or not, you know, hypothetical, but this kind of, um, warfare, I guess, or this, um, friction between poor people and rich people. That's never really existed in these countries, but instead, what has been an issue, um, previously in this country that, you know, we weren't seeing, you know, kind of, we kind of see to, saw it die down, but now it's kind of cropping back up again is race. We had slavery in this country um, for a long, long time. It got abolished, and we had, you know, segregation laws and Jim Crow stuff. So that has been an issue in this country. So instead of, you know, attacking on political or on economic classes, now we'll just, you know, attack on race. That's what, you know, that's kind of the motive here. And it's very, very unfortunate that we continue to have to talk about race, all the time. Um, I, I don't think we should have to, but that's, you know, where we are. That's what we're coming, coming back to. I'll, you know, I try not to make it all about race. And I think it's like the last couple of episodes of just, you know, it's all been about BLM and stuff. And um, I guess, you know, as long as, you know, that's kind of the way things are going, you don't have to talk about that, but it's very unfortunate. And speaking of BLM, i got two more things I want to get to here, so I'll try to be fast. Um, BLM, a couple weeks ago, um, you know, because I, you know, didn't get to this stuff last week. In the Oklahoma capital, BLM protesters, if you'll believe it, stormed the Oklahoma capital. Uh-oh. Insurrection. Right? You know, that's, that's what we've heard. Insurrection, they, they chanted, and you probably haven't, have you heard of this? My guess is no. And this was, this was, you know, just as 
violent and traumatic and just as much of a danger to democracy as the one on January 6th was. But, you know, we have the political ideologies kind of switching a little bit. So now it's fine. You know, now it's, you know, we don't really need to talk about it. So I'll go into this very quickly here. Um, they stormed the building, like I said, chanting Black Lives Matter over and over again. Um, this was in response to a um, a bill, a House bill, um, HB 1674, co-authored by Republican State Representative Kevin West and his GOP colleague, State Senator Rob Standridge. Um, and the bill just creates a misdemeanor for unlawfully obstructing traffic while participating in a riot, um, according to the Oklahoma legislature. So, like I said, as well as, you know, um, creating that misdemeanor, it also adds criminal and civil liability protections for, uh, quote, motor, for motor vehicle operators who unintentionally cause injury or death to an individual participating in a riot under certain circumstances. Okay, so this... You know, just like just like everything that we talk about with BLM, where they you know they're rioting and they're you know throwing a tantrum, it's like well, this seems kind of common sense to me. You know, I mean, I, I'm I don't know when BLM was given the right to obstruct traffic. Okay, like when when did that happen? When was the the law passed that you know if you're you know you have a BLM shirt on, you can just stand in front of, in the middle of a highway and not let people pass. No, that's, you know, that should be against the law, obviously. You can't obstruct traffic through protesting. Um, we've seen laws like this. I know, in, I believe it's Tennessee. Uh, for, for a long time now, um, Tennessee has had laws where if you're, protesting in the middle of a street, you know, in the middle of a highway, and a car hits you, um, they're not liable at all. So now we're seeing this crop up more and more and more as this stupid, stupid tactic of standing in, you know, the way of a six-ton moving vehicle coming at you at 45 miles an hour. You know, that's really dumb way to protest, you know, I'm, I've never been in that situation, but if I was, I can guarantee you, whatever your point is, I am now on the exact opposite. That is the absolute worst way to protest, but that's the, that's what we're doing now. That's, you know, we've seen this for a couple of years, a couple of years now. You can probably find dozens of videos online. I remember, I've seen people protesting, you know, vegans protesting the slaughter of pigs or cows and they'll just stand on a road in front of a slaughterhouse and you know some semi-truck will come down with you know a whole bunch of pigs or something in the back and just push them out of the way you know so this this is just not just blm although this does affect blm probably more than it does just about anybody else because blm unfortunately loves this tactic of ruining people's days making them late for work you know, just because they don't have a job, that means, you know, nobody else can have a job. Basically the same thing as going back to the Virginia school districts, taking away higher math classes. You know, we'll just take away a job from everybody so nobody can work. Make it feel, make it equal. That's apparently what BLM is going for here. But now, 
um, if this, I don't know if it's passed, but HB 1674, um, now you can't obstruct traffic during a riot, um, and if an operator of a motor, motor vehicle unintentionally causes injury or death, they're not responsible, and I, I see no issue with this. You know, if you're not walking on a crosswalk, you really have no business being in the road. Um, so, but of course, um, that was not okay for BLM. That was, they're, they're pretty upset about it. And they, they stormed the Oklahoma Capitol. They were yelling, they were screaming, they, you know, pushed their way in, um, disrupting, you know, in order to stop this bill from being passed. Um, they got right up in the faces of some people. So, you know, where, where, where are the, where's the outrage? I mean, we should be talking about this for months, right? This was clearly an insurrection. They tried to attempt, they attempted to take over the Oklahoma Capitol, right? Well, no, they didn't because, you know, they're, they're BLM, so they get a pass. Um, so... There's that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about here is, um, we'll switch it up a little bit, get away from the BLM stuff, finally, for the first time in probably a month. Um, the mask stuff has got to stop, people. It's got to stop. It's I can't take it anymore. The level of cringe um, that has been created has got to stop. Okay, we now have videos um, of people creating songs, and I've seen no fewer than three of them. I'm not gonna play. I'll play one of them for you, but I'm not gonna play all three. You know, I I value my listeners at least at a that you know a, almost a subhuman level. Okay, you're at least worth that. So I'm not gonna torture you with three songs, but I'm gonna play one of them. Um, and you know, be prepared. Okay, get ready, alright, because this is, it's cringe, it's disgusting, it's shameful. Um, this video is called the Dr. Fauci Song. Um, it was originally, I don't know what YouTube channel it was originally uploaded on, but that got deleted, now it's been re-uploaded um, by a YouTube channel named Ace, A-C-E-1918, just so I can get out of the potential copyright, um, issues there. Hopefully I won't have any of those. But this is not my song. Didn't create this. You know, all credit. I'm, I'm definitely not taking credit for this. Believe me. I don't... I want no part of that. Absolutely not. So, why don't you give this a little lesson. It's about a minute long. Um, enjoy. Enjoy the destruction of your eardrums. And uh, I hope you make it through. The United States culture continues to encourage racial divides and the mask insanity reaches an apocalyptic level. First, before I talk about these things, follow me on Twitter at CKGlander.